0: And here's to the 53rd episode of The Story of My Life. I know you're probably thinking, wow, 53 episodes already? Yeah, I know, right? Time really does fly. It doesn't feel that long ago since I started doing this show for the first time. But at the same time, it feels like eons. But yeah, it is what it is. And before I forget to introduce myself, y'all obviously know me. Your, pre- your lead presenter, Sarah Adewale, <laughs> And as you guessed, this is another YMCA-related episode. I already talked an earful about each and every single one of my co-workers as best as I can remember them, including my supervisors and all that. Now I'm going to talk about all the activities offered at camp. Including some of the activities that pertain to certain camp events, such as scavenger hunts and whatnot. That's what this episode is going to be mainly about, you know, all the activities. Some of my co-counselors were in charge of leading and teaching some of the activities. With one specific example being fishing, which was taught by one of the male counselors of one of the three boys groups. Yeah, I'll get to all that in a little bit. Um, so I'm going to list all the general activities at camp that the campers did on a daily basis. Just the general activities. So I won't mention anything about the scavenger hunts yet. Um, because the scavenger hunts mostly per- pertained to special events at camp. <coughs> Sorry. Or theme-related events, such as a Halloween theme week, you know, something like that. Yeah, I'll get to explaining all that in a bit, but first, let me just mention all the general daily activities that were on every camper group's schedule. Um, swimming, obviously, number one on the list, um, that occurred twice each day, um, And then another activity is boating, fishing, archery, nature cabin, road activities, board games, challenge course, sports such as Gaga and Tetherball, um, challenge course. Um, Yeah, I mentioned that already. Sorry, I'm still trying to think. Right. Obviously, arts and crafts. Um, Miscellaneous recreational activities at the basketball court area And also in the recreational giant cabin Filled with all the um, playground equipment Such as jump ropes and scooters And I'll get to all that in a little bit And obviously we also had something called cabin cleanup Which was on Fridays yeah, I know I mentioned a lot of stuff, and I'm pretty sure there are a few other activities I'm leaving out. Um, but, of course, if anything else comes to mind, um, I'll bring that up along the way. Um, but for now, these these are all I have to mention, and I'll talk about each of them one at a time. <laughs> Sorry about that. I mean, they just acting weird. But yes, swimming obviously was one of the main activities on the campers' daily schedule. Um, The supervisor, um, during her Zoom interview with me about the summer camp position, um, she explained to me that the campers went swimming twice every day. In the morning hours before the campers' lunchtime, um, the swimming lessons were taught more so in an instructional style which meant that the lifeguards and the assistants were providing swimming lessons to the campers so they were teaching the campers important swimming moves and stuff like that so it was important for all the campers to pay attention in the classes and improve their swimming In the afternoon hours after lunchtime, it was free swim time, which meant that the lifeguards gave the campers the chance to swim and have a good time. Um, But before the campers could go into the water, though, um, the lifeguards would have the campers be paired up with their fellow campers based on their assigned numbers given to them. Uh, Sometimes the campers were paired in threes based on who was present at camp on a given day or who was absent from a particular camp group. Um, So, for example, if a lifeguard called out buddy number seven, because, you know, they would be paired with each other as buddies. And if a lifeguard called out the number seven, for one example, so the two or three campers who are and paired up into number seven would call out their number seven and then they would grab this swimming floating device thing that we called noodles you know which came in different colors um, and then they would then they would go into the water but you know they would have to like call out their numbers first you know just to show that they were paying attention and then get into the water um, I'm not sure if I'm explaining that right um yeah but the swimming floating device thing like I just said that we call that new we call them noodles um you know just because of their shape sort of like a u-shape and they all came in many different colors you know like blue green pink purple yellow etc (laughs) some of the campers would have to grab a noodle if they felt like it could help them, like, swim better in the water, you know, just for, like, stability in the water. And after all the numbers have been called out for all the campers to get into the water, you know, the campers would have a great time, you know, just swimming and hanging out with each other, basically. And obviously, lifeguards and us counselors were, you know, simply there, like, supervising them, of course. Yeah. That's swimming in a nutshell. And that's the difference between the morning swimming classes and the afternoon free time swimming lessons. Yeah. And of course, I talked about the lifeguards in charge of the waterfront director position who taught swimming and everything. Um, I already said all I needed to say about each of them, so I won't go further into further details in this episode um this episode is solely dedicated to all the basic scheduled activities at camp you know daily and the weekly stuff and I think I already talked briefly about fishing in one of the previous episodes but I'll just go further into it for the sake of this episode um so the guy who taught fishing was one of the male counselors for one of the three boys' groups, you know, which consisted of B1, B2, and B3. Um, This guy, um, whom I've talked an earful about, was the boyfriend of the female red-haired counselor girl um, who posted that victory photo of the blue team on her Instagram page on August 21st of that year. Um, in regards to the Camp Olympics activities that one week with the blue team and the red team, I mean the white team facing off against each other. So yeah, in a nutshell, this guy and that girl were dating and they're probably still in a relationship today, I think. I don't know, but yeah. Anyway, about this guy, you know, the you know, counselor, he also served as the fishing specialist. Um, I guess when it came to like filling out this summer camp staff application online, um, one of the questions asked was if, you know, if you, the applicant, have any um, experience in whatever activity area that you plan to teach at camp. Um, I don't think they gave uh, like specific examples of activities during the application. I mean, I don't remember honestly anymore. I mean it's eons for me since I like applied for the position. Um, so I guess for example, arts and crafts, fishing, etc. As well as the obvious lifeguarding questions of if you have any CPR training license or first aid training license or something. Yeah. Or a lifeguard certification, whatever that certifications that lifeguards need yeah things like that um so this guy apparently was an expert at fishing and i guess he offered to like teach it to the campers and yeah personality wise this guy was great at engaging with the campers um because they generally like gravitated towards him um, especially my kahagan campers Whenever we had fishing class, I would always like ask this guy to like help me carry some of the equipment, you know, such as the rods and stuff. Um, because I can never like physically carry all that stuff on my own without the fear of like hurting myself with the rods and stuff. <laughs> Sorry again. And we would use a piece of a hot dog sausage. As bait to catch the fish so this guy would also go in into the cabin dining room like behind it you know th- you know the back door of the cabin dining room to get a cup you know a plastic cup a piece of sausage and you know stuff for the fishing activity and yeah that's all there was to it I'm gonna get myself some water right now <laughs> I'm so sorry about that but I'm back right now (laughs) yeah so fishing was a fun activity um too bad I'm I myself am not an expert at it um but i would often see people around me at the lake near my house going fishing you know mostly men and i guess younger men younger boys i don't know yeah i legit don't know shit about fishing at all um so i merely, merely rely on the experts to help me out there were a few times in which a few of my kahagon campers have caught some fish at one point, one boy, like, caught a really large one, so that's super impressive. And whenever we would catch these these fish, we would put them in the large blue bucket, which we also brought with us as part of the fishing equipment. Yeah, so that's fishing in a nutshell. That's all I can say about it for now. <laughs> Now I'm going to talk briefly about archery. Um, I've never actually seen it taking place at camp, but archery was one of the activities specifically for the older kids and most specifically the campers in the Teen Venture camp group. And um, like I said before, the Teen Venture campers, were the oldest age group of campers between the ages of 13 through 15. So I guess like basically middle school age kids or high schoolers, you know, depending on their age, I guess. Yeah. So in a previous episode, I talked about the male counselor who was in charge of that camp group. And that guy was the one who taught archery to his own campers. Archery was not an activity for any of the younger campers and any other camp groups, you know, such as my assigned camp group, Kahagan, or any of the other gender-based groups, like the two girls groups, G1 and G2, and the three boys groups, B1, B2, B3. Um, archery was only for the Teen Venture campers, um, because an activity like that was not suitable for very young campers, such as the Kahagan campers, for example. (laughs) Sorry, again. Yeah, and I'm grateful for that, um, because I don't think I myself would ever be comfortable with holding a bow and arrow. I think I would be deadass nervous, no pun intended, um, so an activity like that was certainly not for me personally, and also it was my first time working at the Y camp that summer, um, so I legit didn't even know that archery was a thing included in one of the activities. I mean, I don't think the, um, supervisor mentioned anything about that to me during her zoom interview about the summer camp staff position um she only listed some of the activities such as swimming arts and crafts and stuff like that but i don't think she necessarily mentioned anything specific about archery um i mean at least i don't think she ever brought that up in our interview um but then again i honestly don't even remember anymore um it feels like an eternity now since I started working there. So I just honestly don't know anything anymore. Like, yeah, that's all I have to say about archery for now. Thankfully, I don't know a single damn thing or two about it. Um, but that guy, you know, the male counselor, um, was apparently an expert at it. Um, I already talked about this guy as the lead counselor for the Teen Venture group So I don't have to like Go into any further details About him again for this episode Now I'm going to talk About boating and it's going to be Really interesting (coughs) Sorry So boating Was one of the activities I also Didn't know anything about At the lake area at the Camp Tom, we had many Like childlike looking boats with paddles also kind of childlike looking um i'm not sure if i'm explaining that properly um basically in a nutshell all all that was for use specifically for the younger campers such as kahagon the two girls groups and the three boys groups since teen venture campers were the oldest campers at the camp um they were the only ones who had to ride on the actual like boats and wheel paddles um for the younger campers and all the groups that i just mentioned with the exception of teen venture um they they're the ones who had to use the fake boats and paddles and of course we all had to wear life vests um, before getting onto the boats. So, there was this one time I went on a boat with three of my Kahagan campers. And because on a boat there was only four of us per boat. So, it was me plus three of my Kahagan blue campers. Yeah, and I legit had no freaking clue at all what I was doing. Like, <coughs> sorry. Most of the counselors and the lifeguards were y'all and got instructions to me as to, like, how to paddle in the right directions in order to, like, return safely back to the land. But I was just batshit confused, like, literally not knowing what the hell to do. And plus I was, like, in the boat. I was kind of, like, further away from, like, the land area, like, way away and, like, it was so far away like I couldn't like hear everyone's instructions clearly like which way am I supposed to go which way like I literally couldn't hear them from that far of a distance um so yeah and the guy who served as the camp nurse that really cute guy whom I previously talked about He was the one mostly screaming directions at me, like, go this way, go that way. And again, since I was so far away, like, I couldn't, like, hear him clearly. Like, I didn't know, like, how he wanted me to, like, move my boat or, like, to paddle. Like, I was so far away. Like, I couldn't see, like, which, like, he he was trying to, like, motion it with his hands. Like, you know, if you want to go left, go this way. Like, I couldn't see it that clearly. So, like, I was just, like so confused like I was like trying my best to like move my paddle like paddling accordingly like in the direction I wanted but you know again I just wasn't sure exactly which way to go like (laughs) I don't know I know I shouldn't be laughing but I was like literally scared and confused like I mean I was mostly confused like I didn't like show anyone that I was scared I was just like I don't know what to do like And I think this guy was the one who offered to get a boat, you know, just, you know, a fake one for, like, the sake of us Kahagan campers, you know, to, like, come in after me and, like, direct me back to the land safely, like, yeah, and I guess some of the other lifeguards did, too, like, including that girl whom I talked about, who served as one of the lifeguards, and her younger sister, who served as one of the counselors, Yeah, they all worked together to help me get back to land safely. Um, By the time I got back to land, like, returned back, like, they all helped me get back. The whole 40 minutes of that boating activity time had passed already. So it's like, damn, it went by so freaking fast. Like, so that meant that my Cahogon Blue campers had another upcoming activity on their schedule right after that they had no idea at all that their beloved counselor had no freaking clue what to do about boating. And that was literally my first time ever, like, trying out boating. And, you know, I just wasn't really sure what to do or, like, how to, like, go in the direction I wanted. Like, I mean, I guess maybe it's because I was a bit scared of the water. Um Because, you know, again, I don't swim at all. I'm not the best swimmer. I, um, so I guess maybe... I, a teeny bit scared that maybe I was gonna like fall into the water at any given moment like I guess there was just something about being in the water that kind of scared me I don't know Uh, but then again that's what the life vests were for and obviously I had been wearing mine of course but I mean I just still I just I didn't know what to do like no one ever really like familiarized me with boating and stuff and I didn't even know that that was one of the activities included at camp. Like, (laughs) the woman who worked alongside me and Kahagan on the green team, you know, the Hispanic woman whom I've talked about, um, she was one of the many people who was also amused by my confusion in the water. And so she was like, Sarah, are we going to like go boating again? You know, like she was asking me if I would ever like choose to go boating again in the future. And, you know, I answered her by going like, nah, I don't think so. Like, I don't, I won't even think about going again. Like, I think I'll probably just sit out and watch my campers go on it, you know, and just to get a sense of, like, how they're doing it. And, um, the supervisor's assistant was the, you know, the blonde woman with the glasses. Um, she was the one who let me know that I, yes, I did have an option to sit out for some of the activities, including boating, of course. So I think the next time Kahagon, Lou had boating on their schedule. Um Yeah, the next time, like right after that time, like I chose to sit out at that particular time. Like I didn't like go boating with them. Like I was sitting on top of a rock and watching them go boating and you know having a good time with it. So I was still technically in their physical presence as their counselor. But I think the third time, right after that time, um the supervisor's assistant you know she kind of uh, convinced me to give boating another try and I think she was the one who volunteered to be in one of the boats with me so as to sort of like direct everything and just sort of as a way to make me feel more comfortable with it <sighs> yeah I believe that's how it all played out that time like I mean, I didn't mind going boating at all, to be honest. You know, just as long as someone who's more of an expert at it was there with me and showing me all the ropes because I legit knew nothing about it at all. And even now, I still don't know shit about it. Like, because I'm not no water expert at all. Like, I'm not even a swimmer at all. So I don't think an activity like that would be suitable for me personally so yeah just not something that I would ever like take part in so neither is archery obviously like no (laughs) but yeah that's boating in a nutshell um I did kind of learn to get a little bit of a hang of it along the way Um, um but then again like I said someone else Who's the expert at it? Had to be in control of the steering and all that wonderful stuff. You know, just so I can observe how it's actually done. Yeah, that's all I can say about it for now. And now I'll move on to one of the other activities on the camper schedule. um, Which was nature cabin. um, And that's an activity where we'd have Three specialists teach scientific stuff to all the campers. And so this group of specialists was a woman and two men. Um, This woman was a bit older and wore glasses and always wore her mask. It was a surgical mask. And um, the two men wore their masks as well. One of the guys was black and wore glasses. And um, the second guy was white and always wore a cap. Um, The two guys were obviously younger men, like maybe somewhere in their 20s or something or early 30s. I don't know, but they're obviously younger. And this woman herself looked older, probably in her late 40s or early 50s, something like that. Um, but yeah, these three people were experts on teaching scientific stuff to all the campers, such as different types of insects, um, plants, ex- explaining how leaves turn different colors in the fall, you know, different types of fruits that grow on trees, you know, etc., etc. Um, the nature cabin activity was taught outdoors, So we would always have to sit in benches located underneath tree shades so as not to be like all overexposed to the sun or anything and that these three people could teach the lessons. And the woman was the one who spoke the most. Um, I think she was the lead specialist while the two younger guys were just merely her assistants. They're all nice though, very amazing people, and these guys helped this woman, like, basically bring materials and equipment for particular lessons, and often had these guys, like, pass out stuff to the campers, like papers, pieces of papers, or, you know, showing them insects, or, you know, just passing that around, basically, yeah. Yeah, and this woman was super nice, but she was also strict as hell, you know, in terms of letting the campers know that they needed to be quiet and, you know, not to fool around with each other at all and, you know, pay attention to her. Yeah, she was sometimes rough, specifically with the Kahagan campers. Yeah, rightfully so. But for the most part, she was an amazing presenter. I thought she was very articulate and very nice yeah since, since she was mostly wearing her mask um she was great at projecting her voice loudly enough for all of us to hear her and you know out of respect for her i always wear my mask whenever the kahagan campers would have nature cabin on their schedule yeah masks were generally optional at camp um but for some reason, I just like to wear mine, you know, you know, just because this woman was wearing hers while teaching the class, you know, because why not? And most of the campers themselves also wear their own masks, you know, around camp. And, you know, some of them had surgical masks and others wear clothing masks, like with different designs. Like one guy, I think, wore a Spider-Man mask, I think. I don't know. Yeah. And of course, campers' masks were one of the items that would often be missing or left behind, you know, either at the campsite itself or on the bus or one of the dining rooms or wherever. So yeah, those items would often be retrieved and placed at the lost and found box back at the Y building in the hallways, you know, as the parents were coming to sign out their campers and picking them up to go home yeah I know I went on a slight tangent there and I have said a lot about that but yeah that's basically nature cabin in a nutshell um yeah the campers got to learn a lot about plants fruits insects different types of animals and you know just all the basic science stuff that you would learn in school or grade school I guess and it was very fun really The three specialists were the ones who mostly did the talking, the explaining, the presenting and all that stuff. Um, As the counselors, um, we just had to make sure that the campers were paying attention to the specialists and, you know, giving them the utmost respect that they deserve, you know, by participating in the activities at hand. Since it was sometimes activities of observing plants or animals or fruits or whatever, um, as counselors, we just had to make sure that the campers were paying attention and following along with the presentation and participating in that activity and, you know, just not like simply sitting off to the side, like refusing to take part in anything at all, like they had to take part in it. Like, it's literally what their parents had them signed up for at camp. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, um, I know I briefly mentioned arts and crafts as one of the daily camp activities and I already said enough about it when I talked an earful about the girl who served as the arts and crafts specialist. Yeah, I'm not gonna go into too much of it again. um, I'll just briefly say that this girl was a great specialist. And um, for the most part, she allowed the campers to express their utmost creativity. Um, Obviously, as an art specialist, um, she was very meticulous about her supplies, you know, like crayons, markers, colored pencils, glue sticks. Scissors, paper, um, you know, just et cetera, et cetera. I guess painting sometimes because she allowed them to paint, so she was meticulous about the paint brushes, the paint slides for the coloring. Yeah, she was meticulous about all her material and equipment, and yeah, she definitely always wanted the campers to treat all those items and supplies with respect and you know, put them back neatly, exactly where they came from, and, you know, just don't leave anything, like, scattered all over the ground, or the table, like, you know, markers with their caps on tops and the correct colors, and ways, like, everything needs to be organized neatly, because, you know, it's a place of art, like, you don't, <laughs> yeah, 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 all the items in the place need to be treated with utmost respect and cleanliness yeah she did want everything in her cabin area to be neat and clean mm-hmm. yeah her cabin for teaching art was literally like right across from the beach where all the campers would go swimming so um whenever my kahagan camp group finished their morning or afternoon swimming lessons you know depending on their schedule like if they had art class next on their schedule then you know after they finished like changing back into their regular clothes um we'd all just like walk up to this girl at her art cabin and you know she'd welcome us and you know give us the chance to like get seated and then like have something planned for the campers to do you know like she would either assign something or she would just make them like draw or color or anything. Yeah, it's just dependent on what she wanted them to do or what the supervisor had or like assigned the campers to do on a particular day of camp or a week of camp. Yeah, it all depended on all that. And yeah, I'm just sort of going to give myself another water break here. So y'all stay tuned and I'll get back to you shortly. (laughs) and now i'm back as i also said before this girl the art specialist would sometimes let the campers draw or color whatever they wanted or paint sometimes one time i think she had them create bracelets out of the letters of their names i'm not sure if i'm explaining that properly but basically um we had small cubes of all the alphabets and The campers would have to take out specific letters that spell each of their first names, you know, as a cute little way to make their own bracelets. Um, So that was one project she had assigned for them, um, including uh, my Kahagan campers. Um, they had to use scissors to cut up some strings and stuff to, you know, sort of as a way to have it attached to their wrists so that they could wear it like bracelets, you know, and show it off to their parents and their families and friends and stuff at home. So, yeah, it was a cute, fun little project for the campers and obviously in this case I'm talking about the Cahagon campers. Yeah, so that was one of this girl's assigned projects for the campers, um, she would assign um, projects for them based on their camp groups, like if it's for a group of girls, um, group of boys, you know, it's a, it depended really. Um, but for the most part she allowed everyone to like be creative in their artwork and stuff, so yeah. The art cabin also had an area, like a kitchen-like area, where the campers could go wash their hands in the sink after they've made such a mess. Also, where I think this girl would also herself go wash her hands and everything. And I think that's also where she kept all her art supplies and stuff. Um, Obviously, the campers couldn't go there unsupervised. So as the soul counselor of a particular color group in Cahagon, um, I, w- I would obviously have to be the one to get up and go with them and make sure that they want to wash their hands. And only that, like, they weren't, like, doing anything else or touching anything else within that area. Um, this girl liked cleanliness cleanliness, and orderliness in her art cabin. Um, so as the counselors, we always had to make sure that the campers um, were treating the public property with respect. Um, because that was technically public property of the camp site. So yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say for now about arts and crafts. Um, Since the Cahagon camp group was the youngest age group of campers at the camp, um, being that they're kindergartners, they did activities that were relevant to their age group, you know, such as road activities, and that was something that was included on their daily schedule, and as counselors within Cahagon, we always had to let them be creative enough to allow them to do their own thing during this 40 minute time frame of road activities <coughs> sorry so the supervisor's ex- assistant explained to me that the cabin dining room you know had doors and closets of camp camp recreational supplies and equipment for the campers to play with you know such as chalks bubble blowing stuff you know like where they could play with bubbles you know, jump ropes, frisbees, etc. Another cabin building that included additional equipment was the building that was directly across from the dining room. And that building was empty and only cons- consisted of the floor and open doors. Um, but in that building, there were additional items such as hula hoops, jump ropes, frisbees, scooters, and toy vehicles for the campers to ride on such as toy cars toy bikes that the kids could use to play with each other and that was what was meant by road activities it was by that blacktop area surrounding the hills and across from the lake area where the campers would go fishing and boating and it was also directly across from the beach um i hope you guys are visualizing all this as i'm describing it um because i'm trying my best to explain the campsite visually as i remember it so yeah during the road activity time period um the campers pretty much let loose like they were free to like play with the chalks you know play hopscotch like you know they could use the chalk to create the hopscotch game and you know like yeah that's Yeah, hopefully you get the picture of what I'm trying to say. But yeah, that's pretty much what they could do. And I always enjoy playing hopscotch with them. Like, it was just hilarious to me for whatever reason. One of the other activities included the use of sprinklers on extremely hot days. Um, As for setting up the sprinklers, um, I would often ask the supervisor's assistant or the program director girl to help me out with that um, they would have to attach the hose to the area of the water fountains and when they turned it on the sprinklers would start working um so the campers would have to be changed into their swimming suits and crocs you know in order to get into the water or a change of clothes like they obviously couldn't do that in their regular clothing or shoes because you know it's almost as if they're going swimming for the third time during the day um except this time it's just the use of sprinklers for them to get wet and cool and to cool down during extremely hot days um yeah there had been there had been days like that so it was very fun for them we of course had to set some ground rules for them by letting them know that they could only splash each other um not counselors or adults or other campers from like other camp groups like only within their own group slash color specifically and of course if someone didn't feel comfortable being splashed then they need to stop splashing that person immediately in order to avoid drama and conflict. Those were the only ground rules. But other than that, they were free to have fun with the sprinklers. Yeah, playing with the sprinklers was part of their road activity. Um they could jump into the water and out of it. Like it would always crack me up. I don't know why, but it was just super hilarious to me. That cabin building where the counselors would go to collect the toy vehicles, you know, hula hoops, jump ropes, frisbees, etc., etc., you know, right across from the cabin dining hall building was an empty place of just the floor. Um, so that was the area that counselors and activity specialists often used to create games and activities for the campers to play. I remember one time when I was initially the lead counselor for one of the girls groups called G1. (coughs) Sorry. Um, so one activity under schedule one day, um, required me to take those girls into that room, um, where this man, um, this dude who had an attractive English accent and some sort of connection to the white camp i can't remember anymore but anyway this guy created co- i mean coordinated an activity game where these girls had to compete against each other while riding on the bikes you know indoors in that room um so as the counselor um, i wasn't required to participate but i really enjoyed watching the game and i was kind of laughing my ass off as these girls were enjoying the game like it was only me and these girls in my group so i don't think any other counselor from or any other camp group joined us during that time um so it was this man along with two other specialists um i think it was two other women but i honestly can't even remember anymore it feels like eons ago now that i'm thinking about it but yeah that room is also the same place where counselors often coordinate activities for the campers to play such as freeze tag or duck the goose or basketball or hockey because you know there's hockey sticks there too uh, well fake looking ones for the sake of the campers like baseball you know just sort of activities like within that room and all those sports equipment and such and that now that I was one of the counselors for the Kahagon group um, that was where all the Kahagan campers and every color group also came for their activities um, I know I previously talked briefly about the black dude who served as one of my co-counselors. Yes, that dude whom everyone hilariously referred to by his first initial, Mr. T, uh, because they did get his name wrong, which was even more hilarious. Um, but anyway, this guy would often coordinate games such as Duck Duck Goose or Freeze Tag in that same room or... I guess like hot potato I think I don't know um so we would all have to like follow him inside and he would be the one to pick up the camper who would serve as the duck and obviously that camper had to pick someone to be the goose like I don't know why but duck duck goose is such a hilarious game to me like I would laugh my butt off whenever the kaha campers were asked to play the game like it was always funny to see them chasing after each other and all that. And I'm just going to get myself another water break right here. S- sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm back, yeah. So, yeah, another fun game that they also played in that room was, you know, like I just briefly mentioned a few minutes ago, the hot potato game. Um, the Hispanic woman who worked alongside me in Cahagan on the green team um, sometimes coordinated that game for all the Cahagan kids to play, like, whether indoors in that room or outdoors on the blacktop area, you know, for part of their road activity. Yeah, I know I talked so much about that little black boy in Kahagon, who was the youngest camper in the group, um, because he was only four years old at the time of this Y summer camp program. <laughs> this adorable little boy would always cry whenever he felt that he lost a game, or... He would feel bad about not having been chosen for a particular game such as duck duck goose or if he lost a hot potato game then he would sort of like feel bad about it like we'd all take turns to like comfort him to let him know you know hey buddy it's just a game like it doesn't really matter if you win or lose it it just matters that you're having fun like yeah And then the other boys in Kahagan would get slightly pissed off. Okay, very pissed off and annoyed by this kid whenever he would cry a lot. Like, he's a cute little fella, so yeah. He did have his moments. Um, But for the most part, he was a well-behaved camper. And he always seemed to enjoy himself in the games and activities no matter what. It's just you always had to find a way to make him feel better about winning or losing a game so that he didn't, like, feel bad about losing or not being selected to be part of a game. That was all. <laughs> so, yeah, the hot potato game, like, totally cracked me up a lot. Like, I have no idea why, but it just did. And now that I think about it, I just realized that one of the activities I forgot to mention was the playground. The playground was included on each camp group's daily schedule, including the teen venture campers. The playground lo- was located literally across from the kahagan group's assigned cabin that had the boys and girls changing rooms in there. Um, the playground had a bathroom for all the campers that was literally located across from it. And that was when I kind of went into that tangent about that little black girl and my Kahagan blue group who went astray. Um, she was the only one at the time who disobeyed me by going into the playground while the rest of my well-behaved cam- behaved campers had been waiting in line to go to the bathroom. Um, at that time, we were only walking past the playground to get to the bathroom. Um, so I, I was not entirely sure where that girl got in her little mind that I said anything about going to the playground. Um, she did not follow my instructions um, because I did not specifically instruct anybody to go to the playground. So for that reason, I had to like really like raise my voice at her like, Girl, what on earth were you thinking? Like, I legit did not specifically instruct you to go to the playground. Like, you don't see any of your peers going to the playground. So, what makes you think that? Like, yeah. So, yeah, obviously, y'all already know that story. So, I won't go into it that much again. (laughs) But, yeah, the playground did consist of the swings, the slides, the mini tunnel thing where the boys could like go in and pretend that they're in a tunnel, like I'm not sure how to explain that. Um there's also a box of toy cars and vehicles for the campers to play with, like mostly the boys, you know, like toy trains and stuff, toy trucks, toy airplanes, I don't know. <coughs> Sorry. The only thing is they couldn't play with those toys like right in front of the swings or the slides or someone could get hurt by accidentally stepping on any of those toy vehicles. So yeah, that was um, the playground in a nutshell. And obviously if someone needed to use the bathroom, like it was literally right there in front of them in that building. Um, They just needed an adult to like sort of escort them and sort of wait like by the door like like me for one like I would obviously like put one foot like inside the building and my other foot like outside on the steps so you know I'm sort of technically like escorting them like like watching them as they were using each of the bathrooms to voice action in the girl section and I was also watching the rest of the other like campers like out on the playground like on the swings and slides so, like yeah I'm not sure if I'm explaining that right but hopefully you get the picture yeah and so obviously when they were finished using the bathroom inside then they came right out to the playground so yeah that's the playground activity in a nutshell um the playground was sometimes the very first activity on the Kahagan group's um, camp schedule. Other times it was in the middle, like either immediately before lunchtime or immediately after lunchtime. Um, a few times it would be the very last activity on their schedule before their snack time. Um, it just depended on the formatting of the campers assigned schedules on Particular days or weeks. Um, I'm not through talking about all the activities just yet, um, but I feel like I'll need to wrap this episode up soon enough before Anchor reminds me about my one hour time limit. So I'll just talk about one last activity in this episode for now, which happens to be the board games. Yes. Board games were included as an activity for all the campers, especially Kahagan. Board games were played mostly indoors in the cabin dining room, which included boxes and closets of all kinds of board games, such as Scrabble, Connect Four, Sorry, Monopoly, Uno, Candyland, etc., etc. Only counselors... Had access to these boxes and closets, and were allowed to, allowed to obtain these items as activities. You know, all the board games and stuff. Like the campers themselves were not permitted to touch or open any of these things without adult supervision. Um, so they would have to sit and wait by the tables while the counselors distributed all the board games. And the campers got to pick and choose which games they wanted to play with each other. And of course, we would teach them to that if it was time to clean up, that they would have to put every single thing back exactly where they came from. Like all the Uno cards with each other, all the Monopoly cards within the Monopoly board game within the monopoly board like everything needed to be neat and orderly like there shouldn't be any like missing pieces from any of the games like monopoly or any like missing uno cards or anything like everything needed to be placed back in order um if it was nearing the end time for the board game activities (coughs) sorry And of course, as y'all know, when kids play board games like these with one another, or card games like Uno or something, it would oftentimes turn into friendly or unfriendly competitions. Sometimes the campers would accuse each other of quote-unquote cheating, whatever that meant for them, (laughs) and then get pissed off about unfairly losing a game. Yes, feelings always got hurt, where and words were always exchanged. Um, but that's just the beauty of it. I myself participated in a few of the games a few times, you know, as long as it wasn't Uno. Um, for some reason, I just do not like Uno that much, to be honest with you. I mean, I do find the game very amusing to play, um, because the idea of having to draw additional cards is always hilarious to me, but I guess when I personally have to be the one to do it, like, you know, drawing cards, like, I always hate it, um, because that means that I'm never gonna win. (laughs) Yep, double standard, I know, but it's still hilarious to me, and... Um, These were also the types of board games that were offered to the campers at the YWCA, where I worked this past summer. I think I forgot to include Jenga as one of the games, both at the YMCA and the YWCA. And uh, that's all I have to say about the board games for now. And that's also where I'll wrap this episode up for now. Yeah, I know I've said so much in so little time, um, but it's definitely worth it to talk about all the games and activities. In the Sunday episode, I'm going to talk about the ones that I've yet to mention, which are challenge course, cabin cleanup, sports such as Gaga and Tetherball and all that other stuff played with the the general cabin area you know where the supervisor would give us her morning announcements before we proceeded to the first activities on our schedules and yes also miscellaneous recreational activities at the basketball court area yeah um Again, I'm not going to go off. I'm going to try not to go off topic by mentioning anything yet about the scavenger hunts or the themed weekly activities at camp. Um, I want to get through talking about the general daily scheduled activities first before I can talk about all that other stuff. So please stay tuned as I appreciate your patience along the way. um i'll wrap this episode up by saying thanks so much again for tuning in and um of course as you know if you have any questions comments or just general constructive feedback about my show um please don't be afraid to hit me up on facebook instagram twitter and a million other places on social media i am very active on instagram and i have two accounts my personal, which is Summer Girl of '97, that's S U M M E R G I R L O F '97, Summer Girl of '97, and my professional, which is Sarah underscore journalist, that's my name Sarah spelled with an H, underscore and the word journalist. And in the meantime, I wish y'all an amazing weekend and everything. And stay tuned to the upcoming Sunday episode.